0: audio trickery i am your host trick twazan and welcome to episode number one of the podcast we have a new name i know it's supposed to be music for trick but uh, what the heck right about my name both of the people i know call me by my first name but there are those who call me trick and i like it but enough of me uh, how about that uh, introductory blast? Uh, that was a song from a Kapampangan band called Chapters titled Kingdom Come. My band actually had a chance to play alongside them uh, at a local gig years ago in Pampanga. And I'm proud to say that I'm a huge fan of theirs. And it's not bad that most of them are my friends. So uh, big ups to May, Kit, Kevin. James and Jigs for pushing along and contributing to the uh, Pampanga music and metal scene. Luwid kayu, and uh, I can't wait for new material to punch my ears to. Oh, and uh, if you are a local and a foodie, please check out Jigs and Kids Kitchen. It's Jigs and Kids Catering Service, and they have a lot of food choices good for a lot of people. Superb gourmet, to be exact, as my mom and sister can attest to. I'll put a link on their uh, social media pages in the description of this episode along with their Spotify profile. So, uh, how are things in the world of COVID-19? Shitty. But we're living the best we can, right? I mean, a lot of people just gave in and shifted to work from home setups given the fact that even the internet connection can sometimes be a little iffy, if you know what I mean. Well, some people resort to online product selling and others through investments like stock market and crypto. And, worst of all, the surging Delta cases, not just in the Philippines but worldwide. Yeah, it's a sad thought but hey, we keep on keeping on. In recent music occurrences, we have Fred Thirst with grey hair and a handlebar mustache and dropping Dad vibes eventually, which uh, is coincidentally a new Limp Bizkit joint released at the end of their Lollapalooza set. Still no John Otto in sight but their fill-in drummer Brandon Peerksborn, who also plays for Marilyn Manson, is killing it due to this bringing young energy which also translated the rest of the band's performance that day. Sure, but uh, you know they just uh, canceled uh, their last few tours until this month uh, which is safe to say that uh, they look out for their fans good people Shows also come back in the US and other countries but locally there are few far between not like the old days and uh, it might be like that for a long time but who knows we have that uh, Filipino resiliency We can't be stopped. Online shows and collaborations have been popping up here and there, both on Facebook, YouTube, and possibly Twitch. And that's the new normal. I've been also made aware that Lorna Shore, a deathcore band, has a new singer and a single out to the Hellfire. It's a freaking beast. Inhuman vocals, pig squeals coming from a vacuum of hell, ultra-fast double pedal action, Symphonic Backdrop, and Sweepies, as Nick Nocturnal mentioned on his uh, video review. Well, the deathcore bands that I'm usually aware of are Suicide Silence and uh, Emure, and please don't fault me for not learning about these bands early on. I discovered them my own way, in my own time, and most of them by accident and sheer curiosity. But yeah, the new single is shit and it's... Crazy scary sounding. I wonder what their upcoming EP has to offer after this. Do you believe that Rock's still alive and kicking? I do. Not just in the way peers would like to hear. There's a lot of online hate brought about the new faces of Rock. A certain girl named Olivia Rodrigo and a tatted tall guy called Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. Now, why would somebody who has pop sensibilities and a rapper be on the forefront of rock music? Well, it's just the elements, man. To tell you the truth, I'm not really a fan of both artists. Not my cup of tea. But, you know, I don't hate them. Because we have to consider the thing that's called change. Just like how Bring Me the Horizon transformed from a local Sheffield outfit playing metalcore or deathcore or what have you to a rock band with pop sensibilities selling out arenas and records. Just like how classic rock morphed to heavy rock to metal and hair metal to grunge and alt rock and uh, whatever branch or sub branch product from then on. The internet truly made everyone critics and butthurt purists, and uh, the divisiveness of it makes my head shake why can't we all just get along and uh, let the new generation flourish even if you don't like them they deserve respect because at one point they struggled in their career unless they're an industry plant but that's a story for another time oh so okay with that out of the way I would like to explain what this podcast is about it's part commentary and part review and uh, I will at least try to feature one album or single at present and the same from the past from any artist on any genre past being anything from 2020 backwards and uh, I would just like to preface this with these are 100% my thoughts and opinions about things if you happen not to agree with them or violently react that's okay we're unique human beings we have our own opinions on things and i will respect everyone else's perspective and on that note let's get on on the next segment this week's new blood is from floridian alt metal band moodwing i have been made aware of this band being part of the deftones republic facebook group i like the deftones but gives on that same group mood frontman hunter young shared the music video of their first single out called show me the real you and it's heavily reminiscent of deftones well i like deftones so i like mood and the rest of the members are no green ones bass player you know where he's from The Melkor band Attila. Good. So, um, recent news from them is uh, they joined the UNFD family, which also hosts an exceptional number of artists like UK's hacktivist Silverstein. Who doesn't know Silverstein? They've been here. Crossfade, uh, our neighbors from Japan. Frank Iero. Uh, The guitarist from uh, My Chemical Romance's solo outfit and a not-so-little band from Down Under called Northlane, And they released a new single, Empty Me Out. Here it is, friends and strangers. Enjoy! That was Empty Me Out by Ring. Congratulations to Hunter Young and the crew for joining UNFD. And thanks for uh, letting me showcase your song on this uh, Little Unknown podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, And uh, we all hope that uh, you continue to bring us more lovely music. A full-length in the future, perhaps? I hope so. Now, uh, this is the moment that we're waiting for. This segment is called In Retrospect, a single or album review from a relic of the past which is close to my heart or at least caught my attention. This week's feature is from one of my favorite artists and a clear influence in my music and songwriting. It's an album from the band, formed in West Sussex, UK, named The Cure. And the album in mention is not disintegration, sorry. Even if I wanted to, I will hold off my instant gratification and focus instead on their other underrated masterpiece, their 11th studio album, Bloodflowers. I remember listening to this album in one spin and uh, I immediately picked out my favorites. I will get on it track by track and what my thoughts of it are. So to start off, the album opener is Out of This World, which was the first single I heard on the radio before my actual run through. The album version has a 2 minute long intro and Robert Smith's vocals only kicks in a few seconds past the 2 minute mark. What the song talks about, for me at least, is the feeling of something so good that you dreadingly know that it will end soon enough and probably forgetting it all in the process. Smith is saying that we always have to go back to real lives where we belong. It is as dreary as it is a realistic viewpoint. It also sounds like him wanting to escape as a result of living his real life. The guitar at a minute and twenty-one And on various points of the song has this feeling of helplessness while traversing the tremolo bar and the delay pedal, adding a layer of drama on an already minor chord-laden sequence. Knowing they chose this as the opener prepares you for what's to come or not. Song number two is Watching Me Fall and it's the longest damn track in the album. Not a fan of long songs but honestly, this was the first song that I liked in this album. As soon as the guitar hit after 12 bit or 12 seconds, it's on. I like the darker and more brooding songs, which is why I like Depeche Mode too. This very sinister and chaotic feeling lingers from that riff and other riffs and melodies throughout. Not sure about the story behind it, but I feel like it's a journey through Tokyo at night, if you could imagine that. And it's been mentioned on the verses. It feels like it's a continuation of uh, the dissociative team of uh, out of this world, which is stepping inside a different version of yourself, but it's not really you. Like you have first person perspective of somebody else and feeling everything. This may also have uh, little vibes, if you know what I mean, as the way Smith describes the places, his character, his host, and the woman to be a bit suggestive. Better check the lyrics yourselves, friends and strangers, and you'll see what I mean. Track number three is Where the Birds Always Sing. And if you have noticed, the acoustic guitar is prevalent so far uh, on the rest of the songs. M- maybe that's how Smith does his songs like all throughout on this album. The song for me is about idealism versus being a cynic. Like everything that is happening is what it is. That the sooner you throw the unrealism of everything coming your way or not, is not some part of a divine plan. The better you realize and react on disappointment, the trade-off is you will be cynical with your viewpoints in life. But leaving that aside, simple melodic accompaniment becomes a bit grander with the presence of violins. Moving on to track number four, Maybe Someday. Another promotional single being played on the radio. This was told to be a song describing Smith's feelings about contemplating ending The Cure with Bloodflowers being their last album ever. And I understand that feeling. I mean, why continue when you're, when you're not feeling it? When it's not the same anymore, right? But, uh, thank the heavens. They didn't go through with it as we got two more albums from them. In terms of the music, this for me is a totally non-Cure sounding song, like Smith fronting a totally new band. Reason why I said that? It's uncharacteristic to have roads like piano steps within a cur- uh, Cure song, but uh, they did. And yes, I'm sadly not feeling this song. Track number 5, The Last Day of Summer. Ah yes the lovely violins are back and yes Smith and the gang reverted back to the moody soundscapes of the first three tracks. Strangely enough this was reportedly written by Mr. Boots himself Simon Gallup, who is their bass player. Regardless it seems it seems to fit with the uh, overarching team and uh, this time it's about emptiness and not having any motivation to do anything about it like surrendering surrendering to what is and what it can't be there is no if is track number six and it's very minimalistic at least at first the drums and bass guitar nada it's just piano acoustic guitar some electric guitar lines and Robert Smith. Had it not have the production values that uh, modern albums do, this might pass for a lo fi acoustic track. Lyrically, Smith is saying, Walang forever, and that's what's here and now is the last once you die. There's literally no if. Hooper Pressing lot, and it's the shortest track in the album. The loudest sound, track number 7, is the sound of silence, like literally. It's as simple a track lyrically but uh, Smith happens to master his storytelling craft and expands on the song's theme. And same as there is no if, it's also minimalistic with a continuous breakbeat providing the backbone of the song. 39 is a track that stuck with me for a while and every time I hear it, it just takes me back when I first heard it. This is one of my favorites and uh, has that badass drum intro from uh, the 27 second mark to 32 seconds. And as a drummer, it's rare that a drum track is front and center in a song and Jason Cooper just killed it here. Gallop's steady bass line as well as the guitar solo are highlights for me. How I would understand this track lyrically is the lack or absence of inspiration and it's not far off. Smith tells that this was about the uncertainty of him being as good as he was back when they were at their best. And in the end he created the best song that this album has at least in my own opinion. Last but not least, the title track, an album closer, Blood Flowers. In juxtaposition to the theme of there is no if, this brings a sort of hopeful feeling amidst everything else ending even if it isn't obvious. As far as it being a Cure song, it truly sounds like it does. You can lump this in disintegration and any listener wouldn't be the wiser. The highlight here is the gnarly solo by Smith, dissonant yet still tuneful. And according to them, this song has since been a closer of some of their sets and it's an emotional bookend to a very mournful outing. All I can say about this album is you will definitely internalize regardless if you're a first-time listener or a long-time fan. It hurts down to the core, and I thank Robert Smith and the rest of the band for releasing this gem. This was the album that motivated Smith to make the self-titled follow-up which begs to differ. A dreary-sounding and thematically depressing and cynical album will make you realize there's more to life. Ironic, isn't it? folks the premiere is officially done finito if you liked it or not uh, let me know you can check me out at audio trickery uh, my uh, facebook page and fire away and uh, if you have any suggestions on what you want to hear as an intro song on the next episodes well I usually start with anything local off the scene uh, some friends I know maybe some I don't but you know let me know it's my tip off uh, the hat to musicians out there so uh, if you do have the audio it's better just uh, send it through uh, to this email address which is music for trick official at gmail.com until then friends and strangers it's trick Twazon for audio trickery signing off